You guys ready to get started? Yeah, I'm ready. <clears throat> yeah, ready when you are. I'm ready. All right. So we're back. It's two and a half chicks. It's Tess, Monica, and Brian. Brian holds his own in all these chick conversations, but I think sometimes Monica and I gang up on you a little bit. What do you think? I don't mind. <laughs> Me too. I, I like it, to be uh, honest with you. There's nothing wrong with having two women double up on you. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. It's, two of us are very strong women. We're not meek. So yeah. oh, I say, I tell everybody that all the time. I'm like, oh, I don't know what I got myself involved with. I'm the dumbest out of the three <laughs> by a long shot. And oh, no, just, you're I'm not. Like, I just try to use witty banter just to, to try to keep up. Oh, my gosh. You're definitely <laughs> the most fun, Brian. No two ways about yes, it. Yes, you are. Only as fun as the people around me. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I look forward to doing this every week. I, I just love talking I to you guys. It's fun. Yeah, I, I have a lot of fun with this, too. Awesome. This is like a weekly conversation that we have. Yeah. Where we vent and we, we share our ideas about what we're going to talk about. And it's fun. It is. Super Therapeutic. Fun. It is. Yes. I feel like it's the most productive I am all week. And I'm not even getting paid for it. Because <laughs> you actually do homework <laughs> and you write notes. Yeah, I, exactly. Prepare. I've yeah. never done this much homework since I don't even remember when. You're passionate about the topics. I am. So speaking of topics, today we decided we're going to talk about life with kids versus life without kids. Whether you have them, whether you hate them, whether you date people with them. That's what we're going to talk about. How does it affect all of us? <laughs> you, I'd love your question. How does this affect us? Oh, well, it affects me because I don't have kids. I'm very affected. <laughs> all right. All right. So do, first of all, let's go around and talk about our kids situation to give our listeners a little context here. That's fair. You said you don't have kids. Yeah, I have no kids that I'm aware of. I would love to have someone knock on my door someday and say, I think you're my dad. Because I would be like so excited about that. Yeah, I don't care who or what or what color or creed or rate. I would just love for someone to knock on my door and say, I think you're my dad. I'm like, I wouldn't even need DNA test. I'm like, okay, let's go do something. That's cool. I'm not even going to be like a psychotherapist and analyze that, but that's really cool. <laughs> my situation with kids was I had my first child at 17 and then I, I didn't have any other kids for a while. And, uh, I had, uh, two, two sons when I was in my thirties. So I, my daughter is older. She's out of the house, she's living her own life. And my two sons are still with me, 20 and 17. All right. If there's any consolation, Monica, I had my first girl at 17 too. <laughs> <laughs> I had my first guy much earlier than that, Brian. <laughs> oh, I, I feel a competition you heating win. up. <laughs> no, no. She wins. I win. I do. Tess, it's uh, a marathon, not a sprint. I think I got her in the long run. <laughs> I think you, you might. <laughs> you absolutely did. So I have two stepsons and one son. Um, the stepsons came into my life when I was 28 years old. They were two and four. And now they're 25 and 27. And I had my son uh, when they were seven and nine. And they're now he's now 18. So we have a 27-year-old, a 25-year-old, and an 18-year-old all boys okay it's been an interesting ride like i i have a little bit of a vantage point of being a single woman dating a man with two kids and then a stepmom and then having kids and the blended family thing so i have a lot of feelings on the subject yeah you guys are gonna have a little bit more of an advantage on this one because you obviously you both have kids and i'm sure you've 
all dated people with kids and um, I'm kind of on the one side, no kids and date people with kids. So yeah, but your like vantage point is nieces. your vantage point is just as important because you're representing the no kids side. Yeah, like I said, or, uh, I'm that person. I always, I think I used to tell Monica this all the time. I look through the glass house. I see everything you guys are doing, and whether it, you know you feel it's right or wrong, I have my opinion on whether I think you're doing it right or wrong. <laughs> I felt that way a lot when I had stepkids and I didn't have my own kid. And then when I had my own kid, I realized that parenting isn't as easy as you think it is when you're not a parent. It was humbling, humbling experience. I mean, let's delve into dating people with kids when you don't have kids. Monica, do you ever date anybody with kids? No, actually I have not. I've always been the one with Mm -hmm. the kid or kids. All right. Well, let's hear from your vantage point of being the person with the kids and how the, peop- the, the the guys that you've dated responded or felt about you having the kids. So when I was younger, it definitely uh, affected my relationships because at that time I was, like I said, 17, 18, 19, 20, I was dating guys in college. And, and I can't, I blamed them at the time, but I don't blame them now. Um, quite a few of them broke up with me because they said, I didn't sign up for this. I'm too young to be around a girl with a kid. I'm, you know, you're the type of girl that a guy shouldn't be messing around with. I mean, if you're not, you know, it's not like, oh, we can just take off and go away for the weekend. You have to think about your daughter, uh, which is true. And I wouldn't have left my daughter. She was very important to me. So I had guys break up with me and flat out tell me they didn't want to date me because uh, I had a daughter. I guess it's like the perspective um, Mm because I, that's all I, basically been doing in the last six years of my life has been dating women with children and mm-hmm. some of the women that I have come across they tell me you know well they don't tell me they're on the dating app and they have children and I'm okay with people having children but it's like they are not ready to date with the kids involved it's like how do I say this maybe that's not the right thing I'm trying to say I'm trying to say um my last relationship for instance she got on the dating site. She had two kids. Um, she didn't, I guess, prep the kids to say, I'm starting to date. Um, I'm going to be having people in my life. So I want you to be respectful of those people when they come over. If, if I do bring them over, you know, I just feel like a lot of the times the groundwork wasn't laid. It's complicated. I, I would say, Brian, in that sense, because obviously a woman, kids or without kids have their needs. And they want to feel loved and they want to be in a relationship. So they may tell their kids they're dating, but sometimes maybe their kids don't fully understand all that that entails, which could mean that the boyfriend or girlfriend stays over or that uh, they're going to be spending a lot more time or taking up mom's time more. That would, you know, normally the kids may not be used to that. They, They expect to have all of mom's time. So... I would just say it's complicated. I think that a mom also needs to, if she's ready to date, she also needs to know how to represent herself in the dating world without letting her kids run her experience. If a woman's ready to date, that conversation that Brian Mm -hmm. said that she should have with them, it's about setting expectations. Like some kids try and thwart that process because they're not ready for it. So it's a matter of, I think, Mm -hmm. the person in the dating scenario with kids needs to know how to balance the attention to the kids and the person they're dating. And also the person that they're dating needs to understand that 
the person's mm-hmm. balancing that, if that makes sense. That's very true, Tess, because that happened to me when I was older with the person I was previously dating. He did not have kids. He did not have any responsibilities. So he had a lot of time on his hands and he was really bothered about the fact that I couldn't dedicate as much time as he wanted to the relationship because I still had teenage boys at home. And yes, they don't need me to cook for them every day or they don't need me to change their clothes or walk them to school or whatever, but they still need me to be present. They still need me to be here for when something goes wrong or when they have a question. Yeah, I could spend time with him, but I couldn't spend as much time as he wanted because I didn't want to feel like I had just abandoned my teenage boys. Yeah. And so I ended up breaking off the relationship because I felt like I wasn't giving him what he needed. He was getting frustrated and it wasn't going to a good place. You know, it wasn't a happy relationship at that point. So I mm. had to break it off. I remember when Monica used to have that issue going on um, and I was going through the same stuff at the same time and I would stick up for her boyfriend. Uh. <laughs> I would. I would be like, you're not putting the effort in. You said that? Oh, I told her. You said that? I I did, right, Monica? Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, I'm not going to buffalo anything. I'm going to tell you how it is. And And, and I felt that I tried to put in as much effort as I could, but it wasn't enough for him. uh, As much effort as as she could was like, I'll see you on the weekend. There was no, there was, it was like an only, (laughs) it was only a 40 minute ride to his house. And which was. No, it was 55. One traffic light. But I (laughs) I had the same ride. I had a 45 minute ride to Staten Island. But I would do it twice a week and she would do it twice a week and then we'd see each other on the weekend. We made an effort to see each other. I just felt like Monica didn't want to make that effort. He didn't want to make that effort to come in this direction. But I have I have a rebuttal for that because, yes, I'm the one with the child, but the man was the one dating me with a child. You were the one dating a woman with a child. So you should have known that she was not going to be there 100% of the time that you needed to be there. I agree with you, and I didn't say that. I I said we did, we saw each other at least five times a week, seven day a week. We saw each other five times a week. You saw each other like once. No, we saw each other more than that. What's the most in a week you would give? Seven days? Um, Three days. Three, three or four. Well, and I'm not picking on you because I know that he also had his issues. I say to him, I just I have to say I stuck up for him. I was like, Monica, you, know, you got a, you got two kids that are way old enough to be on their own. Yes, you see them when you get home. You can go spend time with this guy. This guy can come to your house and spend time. You know, just tell you know your kids are probably going to sit upstairs and play their video games anyway. And for that, I have to say that the fifty-five minute drive made a difference because if I drove fifty-five minutes down to his house to see him, and then I had to drive fifty-five minutes back home that's right there that's like a two-hour drive after i had worked all day i think i did it well there's such a thing also as mom guilt it's easier if you're dating someone who understands that you want to be present for your children and i get a sense of like with my son i get a sense of he doesn't need me he's in his room but if he does he knows i'm there and there's something to that whereas if he i was dating someone with kids going to them more often i would Probably being a mom and having that mom guilt, I would understand that desire to be there for your kids. And I would know that if I don't have kids and you do have kids, I would probably be driving to that person more based on those circumstances. Completely agree, Tess. Based on people's uh, perspective. Yes. All right. Well, let's transition into, since we're on the topic of dating people with kids, when is it inappropriate and is it Mm -hmm. ever an appropriate time to discipline the kids that are not yours? Never. 
<laughs> That's not entirely true. My experience. Um, the very first thing I did when I started dating someone with, I mean, these kids were two and four. They were little. They needed guidance, you know? And one of the things I did was I read books because I was like, what's my role? What's my responsibility? And one of the things that I learned was it was not my responsibility to make decisions about things that belong to the parents. It wasn't my responsibility to make decisions about their schooling or things that were up to the two parents. But when they were in my home, when they were in my house, yes, I did have a say in the rules. So that was kind of the delineation. And it was still very difficult. But as to not confuse the kids, I had to know what that boundary okay. was. I don't have that boundary. Um, I, I was not raised in the sense where, you know, oh, you can go get away with everything you under the sun. No, we, we were disciplined immediately. I'm not saying we were slapped right away or something, but we were told, right, mm-hmm. yeah, knock it off. Yeah, that was, that was a big phrase, knock it off. And then you knew it was going to come after the next time you did it. So you didn't do it. So I find myself like the last relationship. Here's an example. Uh, we were together for a year and she said, um, uh, why don't you sleep over? This is after a year of dating. She says, sleep at my place. We'll sleep on the couch together. And I was like, ask your son if it's okay for me to sleep over. She's like, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well, two o'clock in the morning comes and there's this 17 year old kid, 17 years old, screaming at the top of his lungs. Get this fucking guy out of my house. He was 15, Brian. Was he 15? Yes, he was. Okay, so he was 15 years old, screaming, get this fucking guy out of my house. That makes it even worse to me, okay? And here, I was so angry. I wasn't angry at him in the beginning. I was angry at her because I had said to her, can you tell him or ask him, make him feel like he's in charge, he's the man of the house, I'm doing the quote signs, uh, and let him know, like, you know, you want me to spend the night, and ask his permission. It probably would have been a difference that maybe he would have said no, but it wouldn't have been so horrible. I had to get up at two o'clock in the morning and drive 45 minutes home. Okay. It was ridiculous because she didn't do her job. And I felt like I was the one, I was the one being the better parent here. And it wasn't even my kid. Yeah. He was in shock when, when he found you there, right? He didn't know you were going to stay. Probably. Yeah. You know, he'd have been in shock a lot earlier if you'd have walked down earlier and saw what was going on. <laughs> it wasn't, it was not your, your fault that that happened. Obviously, yes, it was the mother's fault, but it it wasn't his fault either. Cause he's, he's 15. I get it. I understand that. I mean, I understand that. But like, and, and he was, this kid was a straight A student. I mean, it was a smart kid, but boy, oh boy, no filter on him as far as like F bombs this way and F bombs that way. And, and her not doing it, her just allowing the behavior. It could have been the culture. Differences in parenting styles are difficult even when people share a child. And when you're stepping into a situation where you, it's not your child, it's even harder when you disagree with the parenting. There were a lot of times where I may or may not have agreed what was happening with my stepsons, but it, it, you know, it was difficult because I didn't really have full control over it. And even when you share a child with somebody, you know, you don't always agree with how that other parent is parenting. When it's not your child or, and it's, or your stepchild, I always say uh, to people who have stepchildren that, yes, you can guide them to do the right thing, but you can never discipline them like their parents do. Because, and I hate this quote, blood is thicker than water. So the kids will always 
take whatever they want from their parents. But from somebody who's not like their their actual parent, like the person they see as their parent, they won't take it the same way. They won't respond the same way. Um, they may love you, but still, you will never be able to discipline them the same exact way as like their actual parents will. Yeah, but which is ironic because later on, these kids want nothing to do with their parents as far as listening to them. But the minute a stranger says something to them, they're like, oh, that makes sense. You can tell them left, right, and center, don't touch the stove. And they'll be like, ah, oh, whatever. But if some stranger tells them don't touch the stove, they're like, okay, that makes sense. I think it depends on your role in their life too. Like in the beginning, no, no kids are going to listen to a person that's not their parent. But I think if you're in their life for a longer amount of time or if the other parent... I I was going to say that I agree with that. I I understand where you're going. If they see that you love them and that you love them like a parent, then yes, you can get to that point. Yes, yes. But they have to know that you love them. Yes, and also if the other parent supports you as a co-parent so in other words we had different rules in our house than my stepsons had with their mom we just had different rules and they got to know that over time and it's not even like we were like ultra super strict or anything It, it was just different and they had to adapt it was like this at mom's and it was like this at dad's and dad and i were a you know a consolidated unit about how we wanted to raise them but um, it's funny because you say that blood is, is thicker than water. At this point in my life with those boys, oh gosh, they tug at my heartstrings and I think they love me. Uh, I, I, I'm not their mom. I'll never be their mom, but there's such a strong bond despite that. I get super emotional whenever I see them, whenever I leave them. Like it's So it's weird how over time that can really grow and change. You and I had very different experiences with step-parents for our children. Because like you said, you had a cohesive unit with your husband and you showed love to those boys. You showed respect to those boys. Even though you put the rules down, you still showed them respect. And that built into a long-term relationship with them where they love you and respect you and They'll listen to anything you say at this point. Um, so I, I had the opposite experience. Uh, my ex and I were not cohesive. I didn't agree with his methods. He was way harsher than he needed to be. And some people can say I was uh, like, you know, very lenient, but he was too he strict. was way too much mm-hmm. to the point where my, yes, where my daughter was very unhappy being around him. And over time, the relationship between him and her deteriorated. But it's nice to hear that you were able to have a really good experience as a step parent. The thing is, is it was, I think it was based on longevity and working through a lot of stuff. Like it wasn't always easy. And I don't mean to make it sound like it was all roses Mm -hmm. because it wasn't like blended families never Mm -hmm. are. And even my husband and I had different parenting styles. So yeah, it was, I don't mean to make it sound like it was all roses, but the, the longevity was on my side as far as that relationship with them. And the fact that I knew that not everything was my business. In other words, I knew what the boundaries were. And and also their mom is a very strong personality. And it was like there was never going to be stepping on her toes, you know, which I respect. She's their mom. Some kids don't have that strong of a personality in one of their parents. So sometimes it's helpful when another, you know, co-parent or step-parent steps in. But that wasn't our situation. Their mom was a very, very active mom. You know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Pain in the ass. (laughs) No, I, she was, she was a very, uh, you know, just, 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 they were her kids. It was very clear. They were her kids. She was always going to have a very active role. Uh, definitely. And I, oh, Hey, if they were, if I was in that situation and my kids were going to someone else's house and you know, my, I had an ex who had, you know, a new wife, 
I wouldn't want somebody to step on my toes as a mother either. I did that one time. I stepped on her toes one time and it didn't go over well. It didn't go over well. I learned. I, it, it just happened to be that I got into an argument with her over her not respecting my husband as their father. That's where I couldn't hold my tongue anymore. So that's why I stepped on her toes. But um, I wouldn't have had to have done that. I felt if she was respecting him in the moment. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's water under the bridge. But um, yeah, it's not no, easy. I, it's not easy for me because here I've thought um, at the older I get, I'm going to wind up dating women with kids. I understand that. But yep. I thought at some point, these kids are going to be 18, 19 out the house. What do I do? I find someone with a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And now I'm I'm 52 with a 48-year-old with a five-year-old. Okay. And I'm like, um, I had a conversation with her last night. We were laying down and just having just a talk. And she said, I really, really want to thank you. I really, I respect you for being honest and for like questioning my parenting style. Her husband had passed away. So she was three um, months into having this child. The guy passes away. And now she's left to raise this kid by herself for the last five years. Um, and now I come in and I'm the most opinionated a-hole. But now I'm thrust into this, like, do I stay or do I go? I, I There's so many different thoughts going through my head. She's an amazing human being. It's tough because I question her parenting style all the time. The, the, the kid is uh, completely overindulged. I get the whole situation. I get it. There's just one parent. The The father's not in the picture. This kid probably goes to school all the time, sees kids hugging their dads, this and that. Um, but, you know, we'll be driving down the road and the kid will say, oh, mommy, look at that house. It looks really nice. I wish I lived there with you and daddy. She says that. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, my girl looks at me like, sorry, you know, and I'm like, okay. It, it is, is, it, is it? Wait, wait, wait. Is it a things. dream? Because she doesn't know her. She never knew her dad, right? So it's a dream? Well, that's what I said. She doesn't know her dad, but she has, there's pictures of this guy all over the house. Uh, Everywhere you look, there's a picture of the guy. And okay. she uh, and she's doing the right thing. She's talking about him. Yeah, yeah. She's telling him about the father. You know, she keeps in contact with the, the in-laws, the ex, you know. The, yeah. I don't even know. Are they ex-in-laws? Are they still in-laws? Is, is it till death do us part on the in-laws too? I don't know how it works. Well, it's definitely her grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's doing the right thing, but this kid makes it very clear to me. I wish daddy was here, not you. Well, f- five is a little young to try and set boundaries and explain it to her. You know, I think that one's just time is on the, on your side. Or against me. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Let's change topics on this. Let's get out of this dating people with kids thing because I feel like I'm just running on a treadmill at this point because I, I keep making choices with people with kids that don't like me. So let's talk about um, unruly kids in public places. How do we uh. feel about that? And did you guys ever have that kid? I, I never had that kid. No. Well, every kid is like that. How long do you let them mm-hmm. behave that way in public? Right. Is the question. Yeah. So do you ever see the parent that like lets that kid just run amok and eats the ice cream cone while the kid's running around tripping over stuff? I can't stand it. Okay. Here, here is the empathetic perspective <laughs> on that. <laughs> Here is the, I had those kids. Uh, <laughs> actually, my kids were not like terrors. I mean, one time one of my sons got lost at Kohl's because he ran off, but it wasn't like he was causing trouble or anything or destroying anything. Um, he just ran away. No, that's, and, that's a typical thing. 
I've just learned that little kids, yes, they act up, but they're acting up because either that's how they've learned to be and they're, they don't know any other way to act or they're not feeling well in the sense because little kids do not like to have their parents mad at them. The parents are their world. They're their love. They're gods. So if they are doing something that they know makes their parents angry, then there's some underlying reason there. It could be the kid has ADD. It could be the kid ate some food that caused them to have a certain mood. It could be the kid's tired. It could be the kid's hungry. Uh, they're lonely. Want they don't attention. feel loved. Uh, mm -hmm. So it could be a lot of reasons. And, you know, maybe the parent is exhausted of working, of stress, having no money, not being able to buy something or, or they're going through some shit. So... I know it's annoying to see the kids running around and making noise and doing this and that, but little kids don't do that because they want to be seen as bad. Nobody wants to be seen as bad as a child. I think my point is, though, Monica, I'm not really picking on the kids here. Mm -mm. I'm picking on the parents. I know yeah. you are, and I'm just saying that we don't know what the parents are going through. Um, yeah, maybe some parents just really don't give a shit, but maybe other parents are having a hard time with something and they just don't have the energy to yell at the kid in front of everybody or worry about what everybody else thinks of them as a parent to act on it. Because that's really why a lot of parents reprimand their kids because they're afraid that other people are going to look at them as bad parents. That's how I'm looking at you guys. No, I think that if you have your kid out in public, you have to be prepared to remove them when they're behaving a certain yes. way. And That's if, what I agree with. And the thing is, Monica, I, I get what you're saying because every parent is like, I'm just too tired or I'm just fed up or I'm just like, we all go through that stuff. But what bothers me is when I'm in a restaurant and a kid is screaming at the top of their lungs, it's up to the parent to remove the child from the restaurant until they calm down and then come back in. And if you've got three kids in tow and you're trying to shop, it's not realistic. I agree. It's easy for me to say, you know, I'm not a single parent, so I know that it's hard. Like, when do you shop? And when you've got three kids. And if I saw parents that were struggling with controlling their children, I'd feel better for the parent. But when I see a parent in a restaurant that's carrying on a conversation and laughing when their kid is misbehaving, I don't feel bad for the parent. I'll be honest with you. I don't have kids, so I don't feel bad for any parent with the kid that acts like that. I think it's the parents' fault. I just feel bad for everybody. <laughs> well, we have a we have a little queen. we have a little bit of a spectrum here. Yes, yes, <laughs> that, I do. I always that do. feel that people we don't know what people's stories are, what's going on in their head, how they got to that moment, what memories got them or taught them to react that way. So I get that, but when I'm spending my money in a nice restaurant, like you said, Tess, yeah. I don't want your problems on my plate. Mm. Stay home. Eat a TV dinner. Yeah, I don't like the screaming in a restaurant. I don't like that. And I, I just think parents should pick up their kid and go outside until they calm down, you know? That's right. I know I, everybody's going to hate me for this, but I feel like parents are assholes. And I'm going to say that people without kids are assholes. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. We are because we call you guys out on all your bullshit and failures. And we see them walking around on two legs all the time. Your little failures walking around, right? So oh, goodness, it's, it's Brian. I think there's, I think so, there's a middle ground. This brings me to my next point. How are you raising your kids differently than you were raised? I'm kinder. Okay. I made it a point to be kinder. Your kids are very quiet, Monica. Your kids are hard to 
pick on because they're they're kind of just. I don't mean it's in a bad way. They're kind of non-existent. Your kids are just. If, if <laughs> what does that? I was like, what does people, that mean? What I know it sounds mean? horrible. They I, won't I, I make know. a I'm ruckus. They won't. They if, won't offend Monica, anybody. If, if we were in a room full of people and your kids were there, I'd probably try to put my drink on one of their heads because they just they they're not. They just stand there. They're quiet. <laughs> I they think that's a compliment, Monica. I don't know. Good thing I'm not <laughs> sure. going to let my kids listen in to, to this podcast. <laughs> it's a compliment. It's yeah. a compliment. They're, they're not these little shits that run around screaming and yelling. I would never know your kids are in the room. And Tess, you have the same thing. Your kid's been quiet his whole life. He's one of those speak when spoken to kids. I love it. I think it's the most oh, amazing thing. Oh, he had a lot more personality when he was younger. You didn't know Yeah, him but then. even that wasn't even, like, I, I'm trying to gauge it off of my personality. Right. No, he's definitely different, yeah. But yeah, you guys have been, I don't know if it was blessed or if you guys were doing something right. But your kids are really quiet and really good. I mean, I see other people out there and I see the way they raise their kids. And I'm like, you are not raised that way. And you turned out okay. But you're raising your kid this way and he's an asshole. So like, what's the difference? What did you guys do different? I tried to be kinder. I wasn't always the best mom, obviously. I've had moments where I've gotten angry. I've yelled at them. And I feel bad later that I said things to them that I shouldn't have said. And I, and I respect my kids. I've never had this attitude where... I think, well, I'm their parent. They're supposed to respect me and I treat them like shit. I don't subscribe to that. I subscribe to that. I treat them the way I expect them to treat me. And I will say that never, ever have one of my kids ever, they would never even think of it. It's unimaginable to them, cuss me out or, 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 or offend me or call me a name, uh, well, Monica, oh, you know, we were raised differently, so but they, we were raised with the fist. Yeah. And we would never think to do that to our parents either. Yeah, but we came out real fucked up, Brian. <laughs> I know. I agree. We were definitely raised fucked up. I'm not going to argue that. But, for you know, I feel like I look around me and I look at the people. I feel like it worked. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I feel like the problem is, is that you guys, your generation or our generation, flipped the script and started coddling the kids so much that the kids are assholes. Their lives are much easier. There's no two ways about it. Yes. Yeah. And because it's much easier, they do have more feelings of entitlement. Uh, I'll agree with that. Right. But I do think that if the kids turned out assholes, that's because the parents were assholes and the kids are just pretty much without thinking about it, mimicking their parents. You know, it's interesting because I just have always tried to see things from my son's point of view. Um, I didn't over-discipline him. My parents turned me to who I am today, so I respect them like crazy. I love and respect them like crazy. But I wasn't as strict on my son as my parents were on me. But I still was. I still had boundaries with him. But he's definitely a kid of the electronic age. He's definitely raised different than I was raised. He's definitely not had it very hard, and that's apparent. But he's turned out to be a fantastic person despite that. But I have fallen into the same trap that a lot of parents fall into where... You lose your temper. You are just too tired. You just, um, there's no way as a parent you can do it right all the time. You know, and luckily if you do it right enough, your kids grow up to be good people. Uh, Monica used to say to me all the time, you know, you rag on people with kids all the time. But if you had your own child. (laughs) That child would run you ragged. It's a humbling experience. It is. I will say that I feel parents... That's one of the pros of being a parent. You learn how to be humbled, Mm -hmm. like truly humbled. I also feel that as a parent, you learn 
what true, true love is. Like when my children are happy, that's like the greatest happiness for me. And when they're in pain, the pain is like tenfold of anything that could ever happen to me. And it's unconditional how I love them. And I've never loved any partner of mine the way I love my children. You love making them though, didn't you? Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of love. Yes. It's it's a love that almost hurts. Yes. That's what I tell people all the time. But Brian, what I want to say is I, from everything I saw and heard you talk about your relationship out here, your California relationship, you would have been an, an outstanding parent because you blend in the right amount of discipline, but you're also there for them and you, you would teach them and you give them things and you would have been an outstanding parent despite all of your tough guy stuff that's coming out yes. on this call and how much of your hatred of kids, I think you would have been a fantastic parent. I don't think it's a hatred of kids. It's a hatred of the parents not doing the right things. Once I get, once I'm, I have an in with the kid, I'm okay. It's fine. It's wonderful. It's getting to that point and teaching that parent that I'm dating my side of it, mm -hmm. my perspective, you know, yeah. just listen to me. My advice to people with kids would be like, listen to us sometimes. I told you, we see through the glass. We are not don't biased. Have that, oh, yeah. this is my child. We're not biased. Mm -hmm. We're telling you, this is probably wrong. You probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. Now, I don't know what right and wrong is in your world, right? I, I don't, you know, but there are some common sense things that we see all the time that you guys don't see. If you're dating somebody and they love and respect you, then they should want to hear your feedback about their children. But the thing is, from my experience that I had, and I only had one experience with this, it's almost like when they tell you that they put you on the defensive because they come at you like, this is what you're doing wrong. And this is what you need to do right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. What is the right approach if you're dating someone and they observe something about your kids? And how do they approach the mother with that or the, the parent that they're dating? I would say the right approach would be to tell the parent why they feel this will be detrimental to both the child and the parent going down the line. Like, how will this hurt them in the future? Conversation about someone's kid's behavior should never be about immediately attacking the parent. It should be about, hey, mm -hmm. I have some concerns. Are you open to listening to this? Like, it's about the approach. Mm -hmm. And my recommendation to you is to stop thinking that your kids are two and let some guy come over and knock it out once in a while. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> that makes you a happier parent. <laughs> On that note, anybody got anything else? Well, I guess that's it for today. Thank you for uh, agreeing with me sometimes, Tess. And Monica, thank you for uh, being wrong a lot. <laughs> thanks love everyone you love you thank you bye bye, -bye. later gators thanks for tuning in to two and a half chicks we would love to hear from you questions comments or give us a suggestion about something you'd like to hear us chat about you can leave us a voicemail at podinbox.com forward slash two p as in paul five c as in chick or you can email us at 2.5 chicks pod at gmail.com and please Go on over to Instagram and follow us there at 2.5chicks. We'll be back again next week. See you then.